Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses and decide, is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played The Adventures of Batman and Robin for the Sega Genesis. Yeah, did you know about this game before today? <laughs> um, I don't think that I knew about this game before today. There are, um, there's a Super Nintendo version, uh, there's a Genesis, there's a Sega CD version, and a Game Gear version, and all four versions are completely different games. Well, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Why would you make the, why would you port the same game to different consoles when you can make completely different games and have the same title on all of them? Yeah, Konami made the one for Super Nintendo, which is a game that a lot of people like, but this one was actually made by Clockwork Tortoise. Have you ever heard of this developer before today? I can't say that I've ever heard of Clockwork Tortoise before. So Clockwork Tortoise existed for two years, and they made The Adventures of Batman and Robin on yeah, Genesis, yeah. and The Adventures of Batman and Robin on Sega CD, and then they were um That was closed. it for them. <laughs> wow. They didn't get like absorbed or like... Not that I know of. I only saw a small blurb, but after playing The Adventures of Batman and Robin on Genesis, I can't imagine why they didn't stick around. Yeah, it seems like a, you know... Seems like they had big plans and big things ahead of them, and then just nothing. This game, man. This game was was unique, to say the least. Yeah, definitely. I love Batman, and I was, you know, it's been a while since we covered Batman. It's been a while since we covered Genesis, so I feel like it might be the right time. But now I'm. (laughs) (laughs) Are you regretting? Now I'm wondering about this this choice because it's been a while since I've actually tried to like sit down and play through this game, and, and I feel like I walk away feeling the same way every single time but one of these times we're just gonna find that batman game that is just it's the one you know it's the one yeah one of these times we're gonna call arkham asylum a retro game (laughs) 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 it was originally released in 2009 so like that's a it's 10 years old at this point so uh, just call it a retro game we googled the definition of retro and it's got to be 15 years old okay (laughs) so we gotta wait we got a few more years we got six more yeah years yeah all right, so do you want to just jump into what the game did well? I think so. Let's uh, let's just hop on in. All right. I think for me, one of the most interesting things about this game is I was expecting another beat 'em up game. Yeah. And this game is more of a run and gun like Contra style game where yeah. you can be Batman, you can be Robin. You're throwing batarangs and shurikens and bolos. Bolos. <laughs> what are they called? I don't know. They're, oh. bo- they're bolo ties. Bolos yeah. are the ties. <laughs> Bolas are the weapon. You are not throwing bolos. <laughs> you are not turning all of your enemies into little cowboys. <laughs> all right, yeah. So you're throwing stuff. Yeah. Um, you can punch and kick. There is like a tiny bit of beat em up, but I feel like we only ever punch and kicked on accident. Like it was only when somebody got too close to you, because it's the same button to either throw a weapon or if somebody gets really close to you, then you might punch or kick them. Yeah, But it's really mostly a run-and-gun game. But you have a little bit of beat-em-up in there. And then there are some shoot-em-up levels also. Yeah, where you are <laughs> flying through the sky at breakneck speeds on on hang gliders. Yeah, or uh, <laughs> with a jetpack. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There were some jetpack levels. So yeah. there was a, actually a, a variety of shoot-em-up levels. It was just really interesting. It wasn't what I expected coming into it. Yeah, I don't think there's another Batman game out there quite like this one. No, I can't imagine that there would be. And I find it the 
the choice of sort of genre for this one to be super interesting. Like they were just, I don't know if Contra had come out on Genesis at the time, or they were just looking at Contra because that's kind of the main like feeling I got is this game is like a weird version of Contra with Batman. It's kind of like Contra with a lot less platforming. Yeah. There was definitely some platforming in there, but a lot like if you look at the game, it kind of looks more like a side-scrolling beat-em-up game than Contra. Yeah, it's especially weird to me, too, because Konami had released the original Super Nintendo version before this, and it couldn't really be much. They're so different. Um, that's like a single-player like action platformer, and this is like a Contra clone. Yeah. So I don't know why they went in such a different direction with this one when that one was, was really good. But... Yeah, but I, that was something that definitely stood out to me. Just it was different than what I expected, and it yeah. was it was a good mix of different play styles. Yeah, for sure. Um, what the the first thing that I have that the game did well was the graphics. Yeah, like I this got game that looks too. really cool. Um, I enjoyed pretty much most of the sprites. Uh, you get to see a lot of different environments. The game is really long, and you fight a bunch of different villains. Um, <laughs> And so there, there are like a lot of different bosses and a lot of different enemies and a lot of different environments. And Batman and Robin cool, are, look cool, and they they have like different like. There's one level where you're on a train, and your cape is flying in the wind. But then when you turn to the left, your cape is like blowing against your body. So it was like, oh, they actually took the time to simulate wind with the sprites that they made. And like, on the whole, like sometimes the graphics got a little weird. Yeah, there was definitely sometimes where they they got a little too ambitious, and it got kind of hard to decipher what was going on especially yeah. in like the the main shoot 'em up level where you're like flying through the clouds and there was just a lot going for half on. an hour yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can get to that we can get to that in a little bit let's focus on what it does well before yeah. we jump in there yeah sometimes the i mean the game moves pretty fast so like sometimes the graphics like the environment specifically will kind of like hurt your eyes a little bit um yeah especially but, there was the um I don't know if we were on a train or we were on cars. We were on top of cars, like running through the road. Like the, there was a level where we were like run, jumping from, um, like semi trucks, semi trucks on the road, and the buildings were just zooming by super yeah. fast in the background. And I, I was like, I'm starting to get sick. This is a, it's a little intense. Yeah. But on the whole, like the graphics were really impressive. There were some mm-hmm. like fake 3D type sections yeah. that were really impressive. Um, and they did a really good job of capturing the art style of like the Batman yeah, cartoon. What was that Batman sure. cartoon that was on when we were kids? Batman the Animated Series? Sure. Wow, okay. Or after, well, The Adventures of Batman and Robin. Oh, is that which what this is? Like, it, they changed the title of the show like the second season, I think. When they added Robin. So, yeah, it, it did a really good job of capturing the feel of that. I felt like I was playing a cartoon from my childhood, and it looked really cool. Yeah, for sure. Another thing that really stood out, and you kind of already mentioned this, is that it did have a good variety of bad guys. Mm-hmm. It did stick around too long sometimes with the bad guys. Like I, I was a little worried at first. I was like, is this going to be like Batman Returns and we're going to be fighting clowns the entire <laughs> game? Because the first level went on and on and on. But then you finish the first level. Now you are no longer fighting clowns. You're fighting like thugs and Two-Faces guys. And then you finish that section and you're fighting all these planes and helicopters. And then you finish that section. And each new level had its own uh, enemies. It had its own variety of enemies. It wasn't just the one same kind over and over. So mm-hmm. the game had a good variety of enemies and it, it mixed it up. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also like the co-op 
experience in this one. Yeah. Um, I like playing as Batman and Robin. Um, I think it really, it's kind of like Contra where it's a lot better with a friend. It's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot more bearable with a friend. Yeah. Especially like, I don't know, this, this was one of my favorite cartoons growing up. And so it's cool to like, we get to play as Batman and Robin. Like there's something about that. Yeah, I mean, any, I like like the little kid in me likes playing as Batman and Robin. Anytime you get to immerse yourself into, <laughs> you know, you take something from one part of culture, or one part of your life, and then you get to pull it over to another area. It's always fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I had that same. I didn't watch this cartoon a lot when I was a kid. I, I definitely saw it every now and then, um, and I watched. Like I remember going to like Blockbuster and renting the Batman animated movies. Like I remember watching sub zero yeah, uh, or whatever it was called. I think it was yeah. called sub zero, the Mr. Freeze movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember like renting those and stuff. I think that was later than this, but uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> yeah, didn't watch the cartoon a ton when I was a kid, but uh, I definitely had some of those same feelings where it was cool to be reliving Man. some of that. So you didn't really like watch the Ninja Turtles cartoon. You didn't really watch like, Batman the animated series. Did you like what were the what channel was this stuff even on? Because like we this had one like, was on Fox, I think. See, like we so you had no excuse. We had Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, and the Disney Channel in a three channel block. It was like fifty seven, fifty eight, and fifty nine, and we just stuck in that block of three channels pretty much. Yeah, this was like channel two where like everybody had it. Yeah, but like <laughs> you have to understand, I grew up for so long without cable. Like, and then once we got cable, we never left cable land. Like, we never went back to <laughs> network TV after we got cable. Well, the show started in like 1992. So when did you get cable? Uh, yeah, I guess we just didn't really watch TV much until <laughs> we didn't watch TV much until we got cable because it was like, what's the point? Uh, There's nothing good on there. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, well, it seems like I'm out of things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything left on my list for what this game did well. Do you got anything uh, else? I, I do. Um, <laughs> I thought the opening cutscene was pretty cool. The opening cutscene was pretty cool. Like, it was good animation. It didn't tell you anything about the story that you were going to be getting into, though. <laughs> it, uh, it really, I, mean, I was excited. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then later, <laughs> I, I opened up the manual and I was reading it. It's not a whole lot in the manual. It was really just four pages. And there was four little paragraphs of story, one paragraph for each level. And, uh, yeah, the story had really nothing to do with that cutscene. Well, but they, the cutscene was kind of like, it's kind of like the theme song to Batman the Animated Series. The yeah. intro where it just, it's... It's just music, and it's showing you what's going on, and it's yeah. like these villains are like breaking out of Arkham Asylum. So it was. Uh, it's like an intro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine what that concept. The, the introduction to the game was the introduction <laughs> to the story. I, <laughs> I can't right. believe I'm just putting that together now. But yeah, I, I think it just piggybacks on like the visual um, style of the game, and and the that was really the strongest thing that this game had going for it was the visuals. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it almost. The strength of the visuals alone almost like drags up the some of the bad stuff and and allows you to tolerate some of the, the things that maybe you wouldn't have been so forgiving of if the graphics were also bad. Right. The last thing that I have that right. the game did well was the level skip cheat. Yes, that's a good point. <laughs> Honestly, it is nice to have, especially in a difficult game, which this is a difficult game. It's yeah. nice to be like all right, we got this far. We don't have to start all the way over at the at the beginning again. We don't have to, you know, do all of this slog again. It's like let's go back. Let's keep 
chugging along, try to beat this next section, and we can just skip and get up there. It doesn't have a level select screen no. where you can just go and pick the thing. So you the level starts, you plug in the code, it goes to the beginning of the next level. And that's how a lot of these were. I remember doing that when I was a kid with the Aladdin game on Genesis and just skipping our way through levels that way too. Yeah, it's especially nice um, because the Retron kept crashing. <laughs> it did. For some reason, this game, just the Retron hated it. Like we got the we got the two face and he threw a bomb and the whole screen flashed white and then the retron crashed. It did. And then we got to like the giant cat cat in, boss in, thing in Wonderland or whatever and he did an attack and then it crashed. <laughs> like so then we eventually just pulled out your Sega Genesis. Yeah. Which doesn't look as nice. The nice thing about no. the retron is it upscales it and it keeps it really crisp. And so even on a HD modern TV, yeah. it looks really good. So we pulled out the Genesis, plugged it into the flat screen TV. It doesn't look as good. But by that point, we had already played about two thirds of the game. So we, we could just imagine what the graphics would be like. <laughs> <laughs> and the game didn't crash anymore, which is a bonus. Yeah. It froze once, though. I don't know if. Because. <laughs> I don't know if my cartridge is dirty or something, and I just need to clean it. But it, yeah, it was struggling. Old technology. This this game was a struggle all around. Yeah, hardware and software today. What was the company called? <laughs> Robot Turtle or? <laughs> it was like a turtle with gears. Cl- Clockwork Tortoise. Clockwork Tortoise. Clockwork Tortoise. Yeah. We'll miss you guys. <laughs> all right, are we ready to transition over to what the game did poorly? I don't know. Are we ready? I think so. I think we're going to have a bit more to say in this section of the episode. Yeah. I think for me, the number one thing that stands out of what this game does poorly is just got to be the difficulty. And it's not just that it's hard. It's <laughs> that not was just not what I was hard. expecting you to say. Well, we'll come back to what you're expecting me to say. We'll get there. I don't want that to be the first thing every time. But the difficulty was just a really weird mixed bag because you would go through long stretches of this is mind-numbingly easy yes and it's not just like mind-numbingly easy it's like hold your hand easy it's like i'm gonna let you kill wave after wave after wave after wave of bad guys for way too long yeah in order to like mine pickups because this game um like we said it's a it's kind of like contra where it's a, a running gun um and then you have different pickups and as you pick up those pickups it's kind of like Diddy Kong Racing, where <laughs> if you pick up the same pickup multiple times in a <laughs> row, it gets stronger and stronger. So you can have you can power up that pickup six times, and then after you've picked it up six times, it's at its like maximum strength. I'm just saying pickup a yes. lot. I don't really <laughs> know what else to me. say. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason it's called a pickup is because you pick it up. Yeah. But anyway, these things get powered up, and it's. That system, I don't know if it's good or bad. It's kind of just there. But you you do all this stuff, and it's just like giving you all of these power-ups. And then after a long time of killing way too many bad guys, then it will throw you into sections that are just insanely difficult. Yeah, it's almost like they put like three or five different designers on this game. Yeah. And they were all just doing their own thing. One guy was in there like, we got to make this playable. We got to make this easy. And then there was another guy who was like, this is going to be the most intense game ever and you're just gonna die over and over and over again and then they let that guy design the very first boss in the game yeah it's like well it's like they put one guy on the first set of levels and then for the two-faced set of levels there was another guy who's like let's make a shoot him up yeah <laughs> then yep. there was another guy who's like <laughs> for the mad hatter he's like let's make him do platforming where oh, we're gonna man. just 
murder them by making them jump on mushrooms and will make cannons and it yeah. Was, um, yeah. It, it was, was super inconsistent. That's one of the things that I have uh, was was the the sort of inconsistency of the design felt just weird to me. The game feels a little bit odd. Like it feels kind of slow. It doesn't give you the control that you want to have. Yeah, it's funny because you'll have like a sprite of like Batman and Robin like sprinting, but like you're kind of just like deep lunging across the screen. <laughs> you're not really running. You're just it looks like you're running, but you're actually just going really slow. Yeah, and that was kind of weird. And then in like the shoot 'em up sections, it feels very floaty. Which yeah. I guess you're on a glider, you're on a uh, jetpack, so it makes sense that it would be floaty. But you don't really want that in a control scheme. No, and it's like it made it hard to. So the game's hard as it is, and so you're trying to get every pickup that you can, and yeah. all the health that's dropping, and it's like you're floating around, circling, circling. around the pickups yeah. as they float off screen, and it's like. Well, that's this frustrating. Needed, and especially, like, the shoot 'em up genre is tight. Like, that's a notoriously, yeah. like, tight-feeling sort of genre. You want your ship to do exactly yeah. what you're putting in there because you are dodging bullets, especially in that shoot 'em up section. You're trying mm-hmm. to dodge bullets, trying to dodge missiles, and it doesn't feel good to, like, be trying to dodge something and have it being really floaty. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Another thing to go along with that, just like the inconsistency, as we were, I was shocked. I don't know if you had the same feeling about how difficult the very first boss is. Yeah. Usually the games will throw you a bone on the first boss. And I feel like that first boss might have been one of the more difficult bosses. If not the most difficult boss. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny because the reason that I acquired this game is it was one of those ones where I rented it as a kid. Yeah. And my brother and I could never beat the first level. No, I'm not surprised. never get past that first boss. And so it was one of those things where, as an adult, when I started collecting, I was like, let me get this and finally play through this game. I mean, as adults who play games frequently, what, did it take us five tries? <laughs> I think so. Maybe before we got past the first level of the game. Yeah. yeah. And part of that is due to, and this is another thing that I have on my list about this game does poorly, is boss time. Uh, <laughs> if you are fighting a boss and you die... You can't continue. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you have five continues. You can't continue. And I don't mean like like the two of you can't continue. Like if you completely die, both players die in co-op, then yeah, you can continue. But if one person dies, well, okay, now one of you is going to fight this boss completely by themselves. And it's going to say yeah. boss time up in the corner where it would normally say continue. And to make that worse, no, when both players die, when one player continues and you're at the boss, you still can't – you can't continue in co-op. Yeah, no, it – it uh, it'll continue with just one player. Yeah, you can only continue the boss fights in single player. Yeah, which is like it makes no brutal. sense. It it just makes no sense. I think part of it is because like continuing costs a credit for each player. Yeah, and so it's like normally would put in two, but since you're in boss time, it only lets you put in one or something. I don't really know. It yeah. could be. I feel like that might be like a coding error. I can't imagine that's what they actually intended it to do. I have no idea. I feel like this game just probably was rushed in some ways um the first level is way harder than like the rest of the game it feels like to me it almost seems like they spent so much time making the game look really good yeah and then they just like spent not enough time actually making the game feel and play really good yeah it's like they didn't do a lot of play testing they were just like good enough we're gonna make this section really long let's just run these these waves of guys will come out 18 times Oh, my goodness, yeah. They're going to give them... Okay, so they just started a new 
level, let's make 18 waves of guys and give them a bunch of health even though they're at full health. Yeah, that was a really funny thing. You always start a new level with full health. But like I said before, it'll give you these waves and waves and waves of bad guys to like give you all the power-ups, which is great. Well, I don't even, it would be great if you carried over your health from the previous level, but since you were getting a whole brand new set of lives and health at the beginning of each level, it doesn't make any sense to start off the level with all of these waves of bad guys to give you health because you already have full health. It's just bizarre. Yeah, it was, it was really weird in those levels, specifically like the Mad Hatter level, where there's a bunch of like little guys that you're fighting that don't really hurt you. No. But sometimes they like electrify you and... It was like it was nice to farm like pickups on our way back through the game when we when yeah. the game would crash and stuff like that. Um, it was a good way to get power ups easily, but overall it was it was weird that the the level was easy, but then they were giving you like more health than you could use or like yeah. Just it was just one of those another one of the things that felt inconsistent about this game is just like why is there no rhyme or reason to when these things when you get a bunch of health or when you get a bunch of pickups or you just get none like the elevator level with 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 two-face where (laughs) the only power-ups that you're gonna find are from like these giant donkey kong guys like throwing barrels at you in these barrels that are like really hard to destroy yeah and then they're gonna like float hearts off the screen that you probably can't grab when you need it like really bad but then you get like this mad hatter level where you're like what is this yeah it was really bizarre and i actually wrote down the the health drops in this game are something this game does i don't know as much as poorly as strangely so it gives you so much health poorly yeah (laughs) it's not a health drop it's a health float so you'll kill a barrel or a guy yeah (laughs) that floats away you kill the thing and the hearts instead of dropping to the ground they float away into the sky which, you know, adds a little bit of extra level of difficulty to having to, like, jump and grab the hearts. <laughs> but a lot of the times you'll kill a bad guy that's in the sky, like a flying robot or a helicopter or whatever, and you have no prayer of ever getting the hearts because that enemy never comes down from the top of the screen. Yeah. It just blows up and the hearts float off the top of the screen. You're like, wait a minute. There was no way that anybody could ever get those hearts. We even waited sometimes to see, well, will these flying bad guys eventually come down low? And it's like, nope, they don't. Yeah. Those are just there to taunt you. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Yeah, the health system in this game I don't like. No, it's um, really weird. Occasionally you get like a big heart that will drop to the ground, but those are like really rare. Yeah. Same, Same with, with like, one-ups. Yeah, I was going to say. Extremely rare. I well, think maybe in the three hours that we played the game we saw three one-ups. Yeah. It's almost like Mega Man, but even more rare. Where it's like, I, th- I feel like the, the pickup system in this game is randomized. Like, yeah, for sure. Some to some extent, because some of the garbage cans, like you can always expect the same pickups to drop, and then some of them seem random. It wasn't like like throwing it all the way back to heavy barrel, like where you can memorize exactly yeah. which pickups are going to be in which spot every single time. And it wasn't like that. It seemed like sometimes it was more inconsistent. Sometimes you got yeah. a lot of pickups. Sometimes it'd be like, okay, here's more health. Here's more health. And it's like all I want is a pickup. Or I wonder if the environmental things are the same every time, but the enemy drops are the unique ones. It could be. Because I feel like it's some kind of mix between the two. We definitely played through enough that we would have noticed if there was a pattern and it did not seem like there was a pattern. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, For me, and here we go, we can move on to (laughs) the thing that you knew was coming 
And it's just that the music in this game, you guys, is so incredibly bad. Yeah. It... It's uh, not quite Streets of Rage 3 level bad, <laughs> but it's like borderline. So like it's got the loud, abrasive, obnoxiousness of Streets of Rage 3, yeah. but somebody actually composed it. Like there's actually like thought behind it, and I don't know if that makes it better or worse. Um, like at least you can say for Streets of Rage 3 they were trying to do something creative. They were trying to use like these new algorithms and computer programs to like make something that would jump around and be unexpected. And in this, it was just like, let's just make something loud and obnoxious. And there was one level where they literally only programmed one measure. <laughs> like if you're not a music person, you might know what that means, but it was like the same, like every four beats just repeated, repeated over and over and For over. For like over. 20 seconds straight. Like literally. It just kept going. The same, so you know, like the same two second loop. Over for like 20 seconds straight it was bad um yeah the music is highly stressful in this game this game yeah. is like just pure chaos all the time yeah um and for its graphical merits it almost just felt like they were trying to see like how can we create this obscene onslaught visually and in the audio department to make the player as uncomfortable as possible yeah it was definitely unsettling, which, I mean, I guess puts you into Batman shoes. No. This idea of, like, being in Gotham, and it's nighttime, and all of the bad guys have broken out of Arkham, and now you're on edge. What did we play where none of the music fit? Was it um, was it Battletoads Double Dragon, where the soundtrack yes. was just like... Yeah, it was, it was the similar... I felt similarly about it, where it was just like... It didn't match the this game This doesn't make playing. any sense. Somebody had a bunch of files laying on a hard drive somewhere, and they're like, ah, oh, let's just throw these in there. Yeah, because it doesn't really fit the mood of the game it doesn't really fit like what you're doing it doesn't really fit the environment it's just like let's make a loud techno soundtrack i kind of wish that clockwork tortoise was still around to answer some of these questions in a retrospective you know well the guy who composed the soundtrack jesper kid actually composed i know off the top of my head oh he is composed, he related to uh alex uh, yes alex of kid uh he composed the borderlands 2 soundtrack um i don't know what else he's done but he's like still composing music today, and like I know the Borderlands Two soundtrack is actually pretty good. Um, he's had a lot of so time. So he's like a legit composer who's still around. But I don't know what what was going on here. But yeah, it was just a it was a mess. Well, that's a great way to describe it. This this game was a chaotic mess. It definitely was. <laughs> All right, for me, the last thing that I have of this game that really stands out for what it does poorly is the story. The fact that you don't get any of the story in the actual <laughs> game. It's all contained in these four little paragraphs in the manual. And uh, just like even like what you glean, we didn't go back and read the manual until, I don't know, really close to the end of the game just because we were like, There's, is there anything we're missing here? No, it wasn't because we were like, is there anything we're missing? It was because um, you couldn't continue a boss fight. Because we got that continue screen, yes. so you had some time. So I was just sitting there, and I figured <laughs> to, I'll look, look up the, the manual. manual. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's there's a little bit of story in there, but it doesn't seem like it really connects super well. They just plopped it in there afterwards. But like when you're playing the game, I always like wonder, and I know I've asked this question before, but like if Batman's bad guys just took all of the like resources that they have at their disposal and just they could be so massively wealthy. Like you think about the Two Face level the shoot 'em up level where you are in the sky and you're fighting like wave after wave after wave after wave of 
jets and helicopters. And I looked it up to see in the 90s what did a, you know, an F-16, which is the, the <laughs> standard fighter jet of the 90s, and a, a Black Hawk helicopter, the standard helicopter, uh, military helicopter. An F-16 is $15 million. A Black Hawk, <laughs> $6 million. We probably fought several hundred of them in that level. And I'm just thinking, like, Two-Face, if you just took all of this, you could have, first of all, you'd have, like, the second largest Air Force in the world. And uh, mm-hmm. just it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. I don't understand his motivation. I'm not sure what era, what year it is in the universe of Batman the Animated Series because it has like a retro. It does. It's very so I um, wonder, just art for, deco. Yeah. So I wonder if we adjust for inflation. There are TVs and computers and radios. Yeah. Um, in Batman the universe. does that. It's kind of so, interesting like. Sometimes it's supposed to be like modern day, but it has like this very art deco feel. So it is hard to know. Like you see yeah. Thomas and Martha Wayne, and it seems it always seems like kind of like roaring twenties. Yeah. So what's fifteen million dollars in twenties dollars? I I don't know the inflation rate off the top of my head. The only <laughs> one that I do know is because we look this up sometimes. Is like from nineteen ninety until today, it's almost a hundred percent inflation. So that's wow. like really good. Whenever you're looking at like early. NES or Game Boy stuff, and That's you see insane, the ads actually. on there. So they'll be advertising like uh, an NES game for sixty bucks. That means in today's money, it would be a hundred and twenty dollars. That's crazy. So if your parents bought you video games when you were a kid, like next time you see them, just give them a hug because yeah. <laughs> that's nuts. Imagine buying your kids a hundred and twenty dollar video game, not Based the, sim- some not NES- the system, <laughs> yeah, just the game. Based on some artwork that looks ridiculous, and yeah. like a screenshot in the back too. Like if you didn't know what you were getting. You got the artwork on the front that shows like a ripped dude with the sword like slaying a dragon, and then you plug the game in, and it's like <laughs> just little blocks moving on the screen. That was sometimes disappointing as a kid. <laughs> oh man! All right, yeah. so the last thing that I have that this game didn't do well is that it is super long. Yeah, I mean, it did not need to be a three-hour game. <laughs> no. It feels like it was accidentally a three-hour game, too, because it just, like, with the level design, it doesn't feel like they play-tested it. No. With, like, wave after wave. So sometimes it'll let you just keep running to the right, and then sometimes it'll stop and make you fight wave after wave after wave before it'll give you, like, a, a waving, like, go. Um, and so it just it felt so weird and inconsistent, and I feel like it added so much fluff to this game. Like sure, you want your money's worth out of this game. Like it's already hard enough kid, though to but... make it a long game. If you don't know what the level select thing, you would be playing this forever. So like you can make it a hard game and have it that will compensate for the shortness of the game. But making it a long game and making it a hard game is just like doubly punishing. Yeah, and listening to the soundtrack, <laughs> Tri- <laughs> triply punishing. <laughs> <laughs> and then watching like there's the Mad Hatter boss fight. Is like on like a, a Sonic like running uh what that that the Sonic two bonus level where you're like running through a half pipe. <laughs> yes, that's what it felt like the last uh, yeah Mister Freeze level mixed with Battletoads where you're trying to avoid walls of cards. Yeah, it, oh, <laughs> so man. that combined with the techno music combined with the fact that it just takes forever to get anywhere in this game. The last boss, just turn the game off before that last. Just, boss. Yeah, it's just well. Maybe just don't play the game to begin with. <laughs> oh, maybe man. watch a speed run of it for two hours because that's I can let's let's fact check that real quick. All Figure right. out what the the world record speed run. 
is for this game because I feel like it's it's got to be like over an hour. All right. So the fastest time anybody has completed the 1994 Adventures of Batman and Robin on the Sega Genesis is 40 minutes and 37 seconds. Wow. That'd be Noble Boy 77. Congratulations to him. I I'd be curious to see that run because I don't know how you would even beat this game in that fast. It's kind of crazy because the next guy, I feel bad for him, Ninja Cows, was only like 20 seconds behind him, which is a full 10 minutes ahead of the next guy. Wow. So I feel really bad for Ninja Cows because you can tell like he got there and he was like, yes, and then he checked his score and realized he was 20 seconds slower. It's too bad. Oh, well. I'm surprised, though. I'm surprised it's that short of a period of time because this game stops you so much. Yeah. But we were also not great at it, so that didn't help. Yeah. So, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> if you uh, if you had unlimited money, <laughs> what would you pay for the experience that you just had? Uh, all right. So this one I'm <laughs> imagining a little different. Like I'm imagining like standing at an arcade game, putting quarters into the machine, and like how far would I go? Uh, before like i just gave up on it interesting and i'm just trying to like adjust my mind and i feel like i feel like i might like put like a five dollar bill worth of quarters in there but i wouldn't be going back you know okay if i had unlimited money yeah i could put a five dollar bill worth of quarters into this machine yeah and then i'm like ah, i have to go get more quarters now i'm done yeah so i feel like that would be my max okay in this scenario where I have unlimited yeah. money for like me personally, <laughs> you wouldn't pay for it. <laughs> maybe like a dollar just cause the graphics were so good. Yeah. But the experience was so bad. Yeah. Um, I did really enjoy looking at this game yeah. and like it changed enough and often enough that it was like, it was a good experience from that perspective. I didn't have so much fun playing it, but I did have a lot of fun looking at it. Yeah. I think in my gut I'm going five or $6 on this one. Um, that's what I feel. I've, I've come back to this. I know what this game is, but I've still come back to it multiple times over and over again. I feel like every three years I have to come back to this because I'm like, there's something about this game. It's a good idea and it looks good. And I just wish the gameplay matched. Yeah. Like I like the idea of a run and gun Batman game. Yeah. I just wish that it was more Contra and less garbage. Yeah. Well, you get, you can have like a, a, Slightly different, but much better version of this in the original Sunsoft Batman on NES. <laughs> it's sort of like you're running. It's it's a 2D platformer, and you're throwing batarangs and stuff oh, like that. Okay, it's I got, don't think I've ever you know, played more, that one. It's more platforming. It's it's pretty good. Um, what do you think uh, this one's going for on eBay, Jordan? Oh, man. I would say this game is probably going for like seven dollars on eBay. You sure? That's my guess. Uh, this one on eBay is going for like sixteen to twenty. Why? That's a good question. Yeah, that's it's, bad. That's, that's bad. One of life's great questions, and I don't think it used to be that much. I think it's gone up. Um, because the Super Nintendo version has gone up quite a bit in recent years, and so I don't know if this one just accidentally followed suit or it picked up steam somewhere or if it's just because it's batman but um and if you want to play a game just because it's batman there's so many better choices yeah um 
According to price charting, this one's uh, trending at 17 but the Mega Drive version is trending at $43. Well, that makes sense. I'm sure there was less of the Mega Drive versions. Probably. The couple listings that I saw on eBay for the Mega Drive version had gone for over $100. That's insane. That's but just they were a really complete, yeah. poor choice. <laughs> poor life choice there. I feel really bad for... Mega Drive collectors out there because it seems like these garbage games, you know, Separation Anxiety was that the one that was like ridiculously yeah. expensive? 200 something. Um, and I think that one was like more than that. I don't remember. It was bad. It doesn't matter. But yeah, I feel bad for Mega Drive collectors because it seems like the games that are common and, and somewhat cheap, cheaper in North America are like rare and expensive around the world. So like sucks to be you guys. I'm sorry. Just buy Genesis games. It'll be okay. Yeah, that's one solution. Or just don't buy bad games. That's another good good solution. Don't buy comic book games from the mid-90s. Cause <sighs> I know. It, Captain America was probably the only good one that we've played so far, Captain right? America Genesis version. That's the way to go. Yeah. I, I really still do enjoy that game. Even yeah. today, playing this one and thinking about, like, oh, it has, like, the mix of beat em up and shoot em up But... Like, if you were going to pick one of these two games, like, you want to play a superhero game that has that combination of different play types, go play Captain America on Genesis, because that's so much better. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it even, like, ha- it's just, like, more cartoony. It's, I don't know, everything about it is better. Yeah. All right. So, I guess at 16 to $20, I got to call this one worthless. Absolutely got to say worthless. Yeah, no question. <laughs> this was, uh... I'm good on, on, on this game for for a long, long time now. Yeah, I agree. I feel like I'm good on this one for life. I'm <laughs> topped up. I've met my quota. Don't need any more. It's just, I love Batman the Animated Series, and so I love like spending time in that world. You know what's great is you can. You absolutely can spend lots of time in that world without having to go to this game because there's a bunch of seasons of the TV show. You yeah, watch. I have them all. There you go. And they're great. There so you go. Don't play this game. Watch the show instead. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, man. You got anything else? Uh, just before we go, I just want to, you know, the last time we were together, actually, if you're hearing this, you actually heard our last episode was the very first episode we ever recorded. That's why it's listed as episode zero, the mm-hmm. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, the game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was just due to my insane summer travel schedule. I'm so glad to be home and to be done traveling. But before that episode, uh, we read a review and I think we're going to keep doing that because it's just fun. And so I have another review here. This one's from right. iTunes. And it's titled Just the Right Amount. And it's got five stars. It says, listen to the TMNT episode. Really dig it. Great content. Fun. Nerdy, but not super nerdy to the point of exhaustion. <laughs> I like that. Nerdy, but not nerdy to the point of exhaustion. I like yeah. to think that that's a good balance to have. So thank you, Jay Shin 23 if you like the show, please leave us a review wherever you listen, whether that be on Apple Podcasts or Podfeed or what. I don't even Pod know. Podbean. Podbean. Yes. Wherever you listen, Google, YouTubes. I don't even know where we're at. We're everywhere. If you listen to us and you like it, please leave us a review because it will help us out. And we might read your review on the air because we like reading them. It makes us feel good. Yeah, and sometimes sure. they're funny, like this one and the last one. Yeah, and we really just appreciate hearing what you guys think about the show. We yes. try to make the best show possible. So If you've got stuff you're like, man, I like this show, but I wish they would do this. I wish they would have some different stuff. We would like to know that. We would love some feedback. So it doesn't have to just be good or funny stuff. Yeah. Feel free to let us know how we can make the show better. All right. 
All right. We'll see you guys next time. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to email us at worthitorworthlesspodcast at gmail.com. And if you're interested in staying up to date with the show, follow us at WIOW Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review and subscribe if you want to hear more. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the show. We sincerely appreciate it. Talk to you next time.